trying to make it right These people won't let me go I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Let me grow, let me go Let me grow, let me go They should know, they should know They should know, they should know I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro to how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I'm joined by my guest, Tori Tomsevic. Tori uses she, her pronouns and is a queer femme from the Midwest. She uses her Instagram platform to share some of her personal mental health journey in the hopes that it brings others in who can relate and forms a community of support. You will also find her discussing, sharing, and advocating on being queer, various social justices or world events, and really anything else she gets fired up about. Hello, friend. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Y'all can't see it, but Tori and I are like both shimmying. I know, I'm just like so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy you could join me today to record. Um, as you know, I like to tell people how we met and Tori and I have never met in person. Um, Tori selfishly <laughs> still lives in the Midwest and won't move to Austin. So we have just <laughs> been internet friends um, for maybe like four or five months like recently recently so yeah I know but you know everything feels so long now so <laughs> I know I just woke up this morning and to go to Shelby I'm like how is it November 1st like what is what is this whole year so right so weird I like can't even believe it's been like however many months of a pandemic when it just feels like it it's like feels short but also long like how is that even possible <laughs> yeah it's been like a blink in the eye but also like seven years <laughs> like I like like if we think about March, like March was seven years long, and then oh yeah, I know, and then now everything's like oh it's a new month already. I just woke up yesterday, like, and it was this month. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I we're making it, but you know, I think that the joy of or finding the joy in the pandemic is being able to connect with people via the internet even more now, and so. I'm really happy that we got to cross paths and maybe one day I'll coax you into moving so we could be IRL friends. Thanks. Hey, I'm back. pretty close. I'm good to that one. <laughs> I'm just saying there's, it, it, if it snows here, it is dust compared to what you're used to. Oh so. yeah, no, I'm just like dreading. I'm dreading completely. I'm like, is there a way I could just like go somewhere else for like three months, but then also still like get paid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that's why I tell everyone. So I've lived in Austin for four years now and everyone's like, oh, so like you're new. I'm like, no, no, like I moved here in the summer. Like I moved here Memorial Day weekend on purpose so that I would just like completely acclimate because I, you had to just like sweat it out. Like you have to just get used to it. Mm. And then you're oh, like, oh man, yeah, it's so hot there. But they, <laughs> like, but now like it's 60, it's going to be only like 60 today. And you know right. that means I don't have to like wear a heavy coat. I don't have to worry about shoveling. I'm just saying options, people, options. <laughs> options, people. Um, well, as you know, my guest always picks the topic. So what are we chatting about today? 
Well, I just thought we, since my Instagram is kind of based around mental health, we could talk about breaking the stigma of mental health online and in the world in general. Yeah, I love that. I feel like, you know, specifically your account and then another friend of mine, Elise, um, she's coming on later. She's a therapist. And so she also is like, you two are probably like my top two people like around mental health discussions online right now, because it's so important. And, you know, we see all these people posting about like mental health awareness and suicide prevention and, you know, eating disorders and all the things that like feed into mental health. And so Mm -hmm. being able to connect with folks who really get it and create a safe space that people can post about it. Um, I think also, you know, just speaking for myself of, I think a lot of people see me like your life is all rainbows and butterflies. Like, (laughs) no, like there are daily struggles and there's stuff I go through. And, you know, for me, it's been really important to share that with people because I think social media very much can be just the highlight reels. And I don't want that for folks. And I don't want to have that message. Like I live a very beautiful life, but there's been a lot of struggle and struggles I still go through now. So I think with you and your following and the platform you have and you've used to create that space is also really important. Yeah, well, it definitely definitely wasn't like that. Obviously, originally, like I definitely started Instagram in a very vain sense, like just to post pictures of myself and like random things that didn't really have I don't know. I feel like Instagram didn't really have like this culture that it has now where like people's accounts are like a specific place for something that you're interested in. Like you can always go there and expect ABC or whatever it might be, um, which I think is super cool that it's progressed to that. I mean, obviously Instagram has a whole lot of issues, um, but <laughs> I will say I do like, like that it's kind of like been cultivated that way now where it's like you can just like have a space for people can talk about mental health and then you can like have that when you need to relate to someone because like this is something that I've obviously struggled with like for a really long time um and then once I started seeing that people were like talking about stuff like that um in this space for me it was just kind of the most natural lean into because I find I have a really hard time talking about this stuff out loud to people in person um, which is really weird because you'd think that I would, you know, you'd be more nervous to share with like a bunch of people. But for me, it's like way easier than like calling up a friend and being like, hello, I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> like, It's just easier for me to like type it out and be like, well, done with that now. Let's move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I think that's a thing too. Like everyone's always, I, I guess with especially Instagram being so big now, people are like, how do you just like share all this stuff with strangers. And I'm like, I think it's the same thing, like the negative side. Like we always see how trolls behave like behind a keyboard, right? Of like all the negative stuff they can spew. And I think, you know, the positive side is that is like, you can be very vulnerable and leave it out there and know that people are going to support you and applaud your vulnerability, which I think is super important. And so I tell people like, what you post is for you and you hope that someone feels that. And, you know, one of the things I always say is like, me creating, you know, either speaking in public or doing interviews or, you know, being documentaries. Like if someone sees me and that gives them the courage to share their story, then that's all that matters to me. And so I think you doing that with your platform around mental health is also like helping so many people. And just like seeing the comments of people who respond to your stuff is, is very heartwarming. And recently you did that, like five things you love about yourself challenge. And you oh, bless me. Taylor for that. She I know for is Taylor is top notch. Awesome. Taylor, we love you. You never change. Right. Um, <laughs> but so Taylor challenging you and then you challenging me. And I was like, damn, like to sit and 
first of all, name five things. I was like, oh my God. But then also I'm like, what? Like only five? Because I was like, if I sit and think long enough, I can find like a lot of things. But then it's also like, I think specifically as a woman, as a femme person, um, we are often told to make ourselves smaller and Mm. not to applaud our accomplishments. And I was just having a conversation with someone the other day of like, as a black queer woman who's worked in nonprofit spaces, it can be very tumultuous of, you know, in nonprofit space, you're supposed to literally like, basically like be exhausted and burned out at all times. And so for me to be like, to have left a number of jobs because I didn't feel like I was being acknowledged for the work I was doing and, you know, I had asked for raises and promotions and like, wasn't given it or like given some bullshit answer. And so for me to leave those jobs, kind of push back on like the the narrative that was pressed upon me of like you're supposed Mm. to be so grateful and you're not supposed to cause any trouble and blah blah and I was like no like I deserve these things and so I often think about that too is like we are in this dichotomy of like being women and being well being femme being woman being queer like there's so many things that goes into it and then also like for me being black and talking about mental health that way of like how many things you have to navigate because it's also like you don't want to like have that sort of like for lack of a term like trauma porn that people can perpetuate mm-hmm. but then also like you don't want to be seen seen as a victim and you also don't want to be seen as you know thinking too highly of yourself so when you challenged me and I was like oh <laughs> what can I write what can I do yeah. and I was like last I was like I'm just gonna write it if people don't like it then they don't have to like it but this isn't for them it's for the people who also need permission to to applaud themselves. I think it's not totally. given out often. Yeah, no, I think that's another thing too, is just, um, I think it really important to acknowledge that like there's mental health and then there's like black mental health. And like, those don't, those are so different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously as a white person, I can never understand the mental health of a black person. So I think that's something too, that I really like to acknowledge to people like when they like talk about that because I just think it's really like just something that people need to understand is like you can't relate the two like especially when you're saying like you're nervous about like coming off a specific kind of way because you are a black woman and it's like that's just something that when people are in like those mental health talking spaces I really do think that we should really just that needs to be included like it really does like as a separate entity and just you talking about that made me like think of that because I talked to Taylor about that actually. Um, we had like a really long conversation on the phone, you know, and she did that. She did like a takeover on my um, mm-hmm. on my Instagram, and we had like a phone call about the stuff beforehand. And we mostly ended up just talking about, and I ended up having a lot of like epiphanies and realizations about just how different that journey is and how different to the public it is. Like mine is much more accepted. Um, because I'm not expected to be anything, really anything, you know? So I did not, I think I would really like to hope that like that intersectionalism really like comes to, comes together because after I realized that I really was just kind of like, well, shit, we like, where's that space at? Cause like, I, then that's when I started following a lot more like black mental health educators, because that's where I'm going to be able to even try to comprehend that in any sort of facet so uh, there is so much to talk about I need to have Taylor on to talk about black mental health mix, mix oh my god yes brain. I would love to listen to that <laughs> <laughs> um 
but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, my whole coming out story too, like I didn't come out until I was 26 when I moved here. And, you know, I've talked about it on the show before of like my mental health journey of, you know, between eating disorders, self-harming, um, and just like feeling very low about myself often. And so like now to like, not be on the other side of that, but like to know like my coping, like to have coping skills in, in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking about like mental health and like being fortunate enough to grow up with, you know, parents who supported me going to therapy. But, um, and I think I've mentioned this before, like the stigma around black people going to therapy for a long time was like, we're often told to just like pray about it. And this and the third, I'm like, you can pray and also go to therapy or you can just go to therapy or you can just pray. Like there's no right way to, there's not one way better to deal with your mental health. Like it's all for yourself. But Mm. I think for me, you know, when I, like I've mentioned before, when I lost my mom, I went, I was lucky enough to go to a school that had, um, first of all, you had therapy during school hours. Like you could schedule into your schedule and not miss class. But then also there was a grief group for students who had lost parents. So it was me and like three or four other kids um, sitting with therapists once a week and just being in a group setting. And I think that was really big of like, for me going and having someone not only validate what I was going through, but then also empathize with me a lot like you like you're a kid in high school like losing your parent is such like a weird thing to do yeah and it's not like it happens to everyone you know what right. I mean? like so yeah just I think you know to just be able to have started going to therapy when I was like 15 16 years old um was very beneficial to me and I always tell people like now I'm like a therapist dream like I'll talk about anything like if you ask me um I will talk about it I just I still have like that issue in like Shelby my friend slash roommate now um she always said like I feel like it's like sometimes pulling teeth and I'm like for a long time I I was just like all I had was me so I was like very good at like evaluating things amongst myself and like working things out and so like right while I'll talk about it you do have to like directly ask me sometimes like oh no I'm fine and like me being fine means like I'll work it out amongst myself later versus like not dumping but sometimes like dumping onto others yeah that's like exactly how I am I deal with a lot of stuff on my own um which you know you get told like your whole life like you need to talk to people and stuff you know and there are times when I feel like maybe that would be beneficial but mm-hmm. like most often times like I find that if, when I struggle with it on my own like a lot of times I do come up with like a way to like resolve and or find like an outside source that's not just like telling all my friends my like innermost feelings I just don't think that you necessarily have to like and this is just my opinion I think that you should definitely find someone you can speak to but I don't think it necessarily I think there's this like whole like stigma around even just you have to tell everyone your problems or you need to like tell all your friends what's going on with you. And I just like, don't know if that's necessarily always the truth, because I think if you find one person or your therapist or whoever, like a parent, a grandparent, whoever, like that you can actually like speak to um, in an organic way and it, and it makes you feel better. I don't think that it necessary to like update everyone on your mental health status all the time either. So yeah, I think it's, I think that's also like, what's so beautiful about talking about mental health on social media is that like, you know, other people who are open to talking about it. Like one of the things I do with a lot of my friendships is like, we've set this kind of tone of like, if we call each other, we first have to ask like, are you in a place to listen to my stuff that I'm going through today? Yes. And I think that's just like such a beautiful and respectful thing. Cause it's like, we can get so quickly, like this is what happened, this is what happened, blah, blah. And then you're like, your friend's like, 
Okay. And you have Boundaries. no idea. This. Right. But then you have like, no, idea. like if you don't ask you to know, like, Hey, maybe that friend got bad news today. Maybe they had a bad mental health day and they're not in a place to receive that. But right. you know, I think that's been one of the beautiful things in a lot of my friendships being like setting that, like that boundary and asking first, like, Hey, are you in a place today to listen to what I've gone through? And then can I also do that for you after? So right. communication boundaries, all those great things. Um, but I think one of the, the interesting things that we have in common is both being being queer people dealing with mental health stuff. So I also want to kind of delve into that of like, how has it been for you to be a queer femme person talking about mental health on social media um, and that sort of experience? I think it's like, I hate to say it, but like you and I both are very femme folks. We can quote pass us straight and a lot of people. Oh, yeah perpetuate that onto us so I also want to kind of delve into that a little bit because like I feel like I have a whole <laughs> journey of people questioning my queerness and how that also plays into your mental health stuff so mm. wherever wherever you want to start with that but that's definitely something I wanted to touch on today yeah I think I think too that's it's such a like loaded question too because it's <laughs> like obviously it it plays into it so much to the point where I don't even realize it's different for other people's mental health because they're like straight or whatever like in my queerness obviously affects my mental health you know what I mean like um especially when you know if you have family members like that don't accept you for who you are um and I think that is probably like the main reason why I took to social media to talk about this stuff is because I don't have like a lot of support in my family, like with my sexual, like my sexuality and stuff. So I think like just knowing that I had a following um, of a lot of queer people, I was like, well, if I talk about this, like feeling I'm having, I'm sure a lot of these people are having similar feelings and some of it may be stemming from that as well. And I'm assuming a lot of it, especially since I have, have like a little bit of a younger like following um and I can only imagine that like following people like me or whatever it like gives them like an outlet to be like oh like you know her life's not so bad <laughs> like and her family her parents don't like accept her either and it's obviously like that's a whole journey in itself like I've been out for 10 years so and that's 10 years of my parents still thinking this is some sort of weird phase I'm going through <laughs> so it's like it's just, it's weird to like have that completely just told you that that's, you know, that's not something, it's not who you are. Like you're just, you just have all this other shit that like makes you this way. Um, yeah, and I also just started like doing therapy this year again too. Um, and I'm having actually a kind of a hard time because I find that a lot of the stuff that's coming up and I'm not even realizing is ends up about, as is about being queer. Um, and then I'm like, oh, like, and of course, like my therapist is not queer. So I'm like, so she's kind of like has to ask a lot more questions. And then all the questions kind of give me anxiety because I'm like, I wish you kind of understood more. So I didn't have to do all these basics with you, you know? So now I'm like kind of leaning towards like, it'd be cool to like find a therapist who's queer. So I think like, it, and it's, that's hard too, because then there's this whole community of people who would do better with a queer therapist. And like, I don't know what the percentage of queer therapists is, but it's much slimmer than straight, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a whole other thing too, is like, 
I guess I get that on Instagram, I get that like queer mental health combo because people on there that I follow and who are following me are most likely queer. So that's kind of like a therapy to me, like being able to unload there and people being like, oh my gosh, I totally know how this feels. Mm-hmm. Or I, I like relate to this. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm not <laughs> It's like you made your own support group, right? Like that this is what right. we've done. Yeah. One of my early episodes, I talked to my friend Cassidy and my friend Melanie, and they're both therapists. And we talked about, you know, Cassidy is a queer therapist and, mm-hmm. you know, their journey into getting licensure and then Melanie being a straight white woman and um, servicing, you know, all types of folks. But we talked about the disparities in therapy. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I highly recommend going back and listening anyone. Um, But I think about that too, of like, first of all, if we're talking about finding a queer therapist, already difficult. Then you're finding a therapist of color. Also the right because therapy is such, to be a therapist, and that's what we talked about in the episodes, like being a therapist is like, like gatekeeping. Like it's so expensive to become a therapist. Um, you have to put in a lot of money, but then like, if you want to become a therapist, you have to have an internship that is unpaid. Like there's just so many different yeah. steps and, and loops to get through that a lot of people of color and queer folks can't afford to be a therapist because they can't mm-hmm. afford not to be making money. Um, so, you, I mean, if you think about it that way, like it's just so much gatekeeping of keeping therapies very inaccessible to marginalized folks. And totally. you know, a lot of those folks then have to like, for lack of a better term, settle for a therapist um, that may not right. be beneficial for them. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, that's kind of what I've, I've like started to notice too. It does feel like I didn't realize like what finding a therapist was like, like I thought you literally just like when I was younger, I went to a therapist. Um, cause my like mom thought it'd be like a good idea for me to talk to someone. And like, I had a, it was a really bad experience. Like I ended up not seeing a therapist until this year because I had such a bad experience Mm -hmm. when I was younger. And I had this huge, like, I was like, therapy's bullshit. Like they're just trying to like manipulate me, like blah, blah. Cause my mom put all these ideas in my head that like therapists are going to manipulate you and make you think things that aren't true. And it's like, is that it? Or they just want (laughs) you to like realize the truth. I don't know. (laughs) But Yeah, no, I, I think I think, yeah, like I just realizing that there is this whole journey of like finding the right therapist and like that can be really frustrating because it's like you talk to someone for weeks, then you're like, this isn't working. Yep. And then you're like, well, now I got to start all over again and just like redo my whole damn story, even though this lady knows everything about me now. <laughs> That's like one of my friends. Sam. Which I don't want to discourage it. I don't want to discourage it either. But yeah. it is hard. Yeah, my friend Sam, um, who's also been on the show, LOL, um, Sam from KC on Instagram, and we talked about this too. Of Well, their, their Instagram talks about this all the time of, I think it's like Therapy Thursdays or like this highlight they've been doing about like the the steps in defining a therapist and like you don't have to like dump out your whole life story. Like you are going to a therapist is also like conducting your own like interview. Like you can go for a couple of weeks and it doesn't work and, you know, it might be frustrating, but then it's also like, but I think about it often of like, now I know what therapist won't work for me, right? It's like, I know the yeah, next step yeah, to yeah. take to find someone who will, but yeah, I mean, I personally have been looking for a therapist for like a year because I like, oh, I, so I was like, I want someone who's either queer or a woman or a person of color. And Obviously, I just haven't yeah. found one yet. So yeah, I just feel like there's also that whole situation too of there's just so many things that go into finding the right therapist. And so sometimes it can feel very, 
not even overwhelming, but like that feeling of like, well, why do I keep looking, right? Like I said, I've been looking for someone for over a year and I just haven't found a good fit yet. So I don't know. It just sometimes feels like it's never going to happen. So like sometimes I just like stop looking, which is like awful. And I feel like people shouldn't have to feel that way, but it's just the realism of, of, right. of that. And so I think for a lot of the time, like being able to like have spaces on social media where you can go and talk to people who also get it has been really helpful for, for me. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I mean, yeah, I've obviously like have not been looking for a year. That just sounds so frustrating. Like bless you for continuing to try, but like, yeah, I think, I think like that's kind of like I use it as almost like I don't really journal and I don't really like journaling. And like, you always see those things where they're like, journal to feel better and it's Mm -hmm. like I don't like to write stuff down so like I find that putting it on Instagram is kind of like my journaling if I'm feeling like I can find the words which in itself sometimes is very difficult for me because like I'd love to be like a mental health platform for people and like support but then I find really hard time like finding the words that I want to use and then I like start to type and then I'm like well just never mind I just can't (laughs) do this today (laughs) you know so it is kind of frustrating sometimes too, because like, of course, like, I think that like, this is like the space I'm supposed to be in because I'm very passionate about it, but I'm also not good with words. So it's like, I have to really, I got to find like a rhythm and, and I haven't quite found it yet. I'm finding like Instagram to be a little bit, um, almost like kind of intimidating lately. Cause I just feel like I go on there and I'm like, I just don't, I don't know what to post. Like, what are people going to like? Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. to do today. Blah, blah, blah. Like just, <laughs> and then I'm just like, okay, I gotta get off here because like clearly nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think for me, it's also like, cause I felt the same way for a while. Like what if I post and no one likes it? And, and for me, like turning that around of like, this is the space I have created. And if people don't like it, they can leave. But I, this is just some advice for you. I'm going to create a space that I am proud of that will bring joy to not only myself, but the people who need it. And so this is just like me trying to like give you (laughs) some energy. Like, don't be scared. People are going to love it. If they don't, they just won't look. But that does not devalue you as a person. So please don't have like stress around (laughs) what to post because people are, people are going to love it. And, and I think, you know, I, I, I saw you maybe like a month ago posting like, Hey, what is something that you, you all want to see more of? So I think that's also like a great conversation to have for folks too. And, and I mean, you inspired me to post that. Cause you were like, I just feel like people want to know more about you. And I was like, okay. So I, I too was like, what do y'all want to know? Cause I, I also feel like there's just so much stuff out there about me, like not to be that person, but if you Google my name, so much shit comes up and I'm like, you can right find things but I think you're right like adding some not just being a person on Instagram like actually like being a like a round a, a well-rounded individual um, yeah and then not just being the like highlight reels or like the the stuff that's gonna like get a lot, a lot of likes and so recently it's just been like me posting things like I just felt great in this outfit here you go or which I love Thank you. <laughs> I was like, or how important it is to vote. Um, but yeah, I just feel like there's so many things going on that I just need people to know, like, please don't have stress around Instagram. It's, it's weird. It's a weird place. <laughs> the algorithms all messed up, like just post something that makes you happy and then just walk away from it. Right. And I think that's kind of like the space I'm trying to get into with it too, is because I mean, actually I saw like Brit, like a little bit of fun. Like she posted that whole thing about um like realize 
realizing that the algorithm is not on your side, like, especially if you're, you know, a person of color, it's like completely not on your side. Mm -hmm. Um, But just in general, like this stuff you're talking about. And of course, like, since I am very vocal about like my opinions and where I sit with stuff, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely... Instagram does not like me like it has shadow banned the shit out of me so like and that's just something I have to accept because it's like I'm not gonna like it is more important to me for people to know like where I stand and what I think than it is for me to be like oh if I just don't talk about this then more people will see me and more people will like follow me and I'm starting to try to get to a space where like I don't really care about like the like amount of people who are seeing it it's just like the quality of the people who are Mm. seeing it as opposed to quantity which of course should have been like you know what it should have been like from the beginning is like this is your group of people who like support like agree with you like this is your like community of people um and it was like such a popular like popularity contest like for a long time for me it's like well how come so and so has a hundred thousand followers and I talk about the same damn shit and nobody mm-hmm. follows me and it's like you know what I mean you get like all buttered about it uh, and then you take it personally and you're like what is it about me what is it about me <laughs> um, it's just the hu- just, it's the humanness of all of us comparison is the thief of joy so I totally yes and that. so I think I'm just like realizing like you know like luck plays a factor um you know content plays a factor like what you're saying plays a factor and it's just I don't know I have a really solid like group of people like my numbers like have stayed very like stagnant for like many years but like the people who follow me are like like they're ride or dies like some of my followers are like they're just like they are like team Tory and I love them (laughs) like I like really appreciate them because like I hear from them often and like you know what I mean like they trust what I'm saying and like that just makes me feel very I mean it makes me feel validated and like everybody wants to feel like validated or what they're doing is like benefiting someone else besides themselves like it does benefit me to like talk about stuff but I want it to benefit other people obviously otherwise I wouldn't I don't want to do it if it doesn't so it's nice to know that there are my little group of people (laughs) who do do support that and who like can relate to me and I like I'm trying to really just appreciate that for what it is yeah I I love that I think it's also like so fascinating like our whole friendship has only been online and so it's also like that growth of like you meet these people virtually um, who just have similar situations and morals and like life experiences. And you also build that connection too. of like, you can have people you've never met who support you more than people who you've met in person. Um, and I think about that, like you were just saying with your mom in therapy of like her saying to you for so long, like they're going to manipulate you and make you think all these things. And then you get to your therapist, like, I'm here for you. What do you need? And it's like, like, Wait, my what? mom be saying that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did she say that to me? Right. So I always think about that too. Of like, if we just like go outside of ourselves and and find other folks who we've maybe never met who will support us more than people in our direct circle. Of like, what would that mean for folks? I think that's why social media is so big. It's like you can be open, honest, and vulnerable with complete strangers who support and validate you. Um, in a way that like you may not get to feel any other way. So I think that that's super important to highlight as well. Yeah, no, totally. And I, and I also think that I like to, because typically like, and well, from my experience of the people that I'm around, like having a following on Instagram is super like, it's like something to joke about, or it's like, 
it's funny or like, oh my gosh, you're famous. And like that kind of stuff really like, it hurts my spirit a little mm. because I feel like it's turning into like this like joke or that it's like weird or funny. And it's like, man, guys, I work really hard on this, like in this space. Like, can you, this is like my creative outlet. Can you not be an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it is really hard talking about even, I feel like that discourages me even more to like talking to the people like in my direct like physical space because oftentimes those are the people who like don't understand like you know like Instagram and like how it can be like a space for stuff like that or just like how people get a following and like whatever um so I think that that's what like people online who are in that space a lot of the time they like they don't think it's weird so they don't like you know what I mean they don't just like discredit you for that so um I mean, obviously the people who follow me, like they know how many followers I have. Like they don't, like that's not like their like thing. Like they're not like thinking like, oh, she has like all the answers because she has a large phone. Like, I don't know anything about anything, just much anybody <laughs> else. But I do know that I have feelings and a lot of them. And I'm sure most other people do as well. <laughs> she knows everything. Uh, it's also like that narrative too, like of because you are this person with this platform of like, nothing like you I just yeah I have so many things to unpack for that right now <laughs> my brain's like overwhelmed um so I think like the more I think people think like the more people who follow you the more you get in your head of like thinking higher of yourself and so like with me like my Instagram following has like doubled since the beginning of the year and I always am like it's because I did like this really big uh like panel over the summer that's like gotten over like a hundred thousand views because I did it like some people who play on tv and blah 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 um so I'm always just like I feel like it's like people is it people are there for me or is it people are there for the connections I have and so it's just always like that too um but Shelby who does Instagram for a living too is like no people want to know you that's why they followed you and so even like me getting in my head about it too I'm like like <laughs> it's stupid but there's like this week I like lost like, some followers and I was like, oh, because I've been posting about like voting and people are sick of hearing about voting. I'm like, but that's not going to silence me from the importance of voting and like other things that I have to say. Like if they don't, again, they don't like it, they can leave and maybe they'll come back, but maybe they won't, but. But they'll be replaced with people who do like that that is important to them too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I totally think that like getting in that headspace of like seeing, being like, yeah, we'll see, if, see you later, man, because I don't want you here anyways, if you don't right. like what this space is about. But it, it is, it is unlike natural, like this nature of human to be like, ouch, like, you know, like, cool. Like, <laughs> right. why were you here this whole time? And then now you just decide to leave. Like, I've been doing this from the get go. What's your problem? This, this isn't new, right? Like, <laughs> right. and it's, that's the other thing. Like my posting hasn't changed. Like I might post mm -hmm. more often now, but like, yeah. it's always been the same message about like my queer experience, my black experience, the stuff that's really important to me. Um, there's just more people look at it now. So I just always laugh at that too. I was like, you don't follow me, but I've been posting the same stuff like since I got on Instagram. So right, I don't understand, right, right, right. but yeah, I think that's one of the most important things too that I've learned about being on Instagram was like, again, you post what makes you happy. And if people don't like it, they can leave. But then also like the, 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 the you have to post what makes you happy. Like, don't be worried about the other things. I think that's a really important thing about mental health is like, you have to, put your needs above others 
Um, and it's not selfish to care about yourself. And I think a lot of people, especially femmes um, mm -hmm. and particularly women of color, like we are to like taught socially to nourish everyone or nurture everyone. Yeah. Um, and then to like accept the bare minimum. Um, and I think a lot of us specifically this year, just like, it's not happening anymore. And, you know, between seeing Brit post about it and my other friend, Era and Taylor, I'll be like, no, we as black women can say what we want, not accept literally the scraps um, and fight. We don't back. owe you shit. Yeah. And we don't owe you a damn thing. <laughs> we don't owe you anything. But you'd, you'd, you'd be surprised of like how often people are just like, expect, like, especially now with me, like starting my own business and, you know, people reaching out for things of like, Hey, if you, can you do this and this and this? And I'm like, well, what's your budget? Cause I'm not doing anything for free anymore. And how oh, like yeah. shocked people get. And I'm like, you would never ask a white man to do anything for free. Of course not. Yeah. And I think that's so funny that people don't like think before they speak or act about that, especially since it's so like, like, <laughs> I mean, it's prominent now, like to the point where like, you should have like learned at least a little something from like everything that's going on. Like don't ask black people do anything for free. Like, especially since, yeah, like it's like a white male, like try going up to a white man and being like, Hey, you want to do all this work? And then I'm not going to pay you a dime. It's mm -hmm. like, mm, I'm sure that would go over so well. Like, let's just, let's like really think about that before we're asking people stuff. And same with like, just the stuff that I see, like, cause like Taylor will post like, things people say to her in her dms and i am just like i'm like no one would ever like no one's ever spoke to me like that do you know what i mean like no mm -hmm. one's ever come on and like condescended something i've said on my own platform before and so i'm just like i'm like wow like the audacity you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's just the audacity of people it's just it's on like it's 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 unreal like it's not like surprising but it's unreal to me like just i can't believe people like can like just like feel like that's something that's okay to do like hey you said this and you shouldn't say that it's like this is my instagram mm -hmm. <laughs> somewhere else like well that's the thing too like if we look at like even how it, just like the influencer like uh bracket and you know i there's this one account i can't think of the name of it right now but it like do, does the breakdown of like influencers like telling people how much they made for a campaign um oh. like, like their race their gender and where they live and their number of followers. And so just to see like wow. the disparities based just on race. And then also like, the, the, like that always baffles me. Like this summer, someone reached out to me to do a campaign with them. And they're like, well, we don't pay for partnerships. And like, you have so many people of color on your page and you haven't paid any of them, number one. Number two, I was like, well, I don't do anything for free and you already sent me the product. So if not, I'll send it back or we, you nah, you're gonna keep that and you're gonna that's what Shelby said Shelby goes you're keeping it They're you not. already sent it like no yeah. take backs <laughs> um but you know in you know talking to Shelby and and having her fight on my behalf of like no Brie like they need to pay you and so you know her she has a friend who did the same partnership with the same company and she was like no they paid me like x amount of dollars which was like way more than I was even asking for um to be fair I think she had like maybe at the time she did the partnership she maybe had like 2,000 more followers than I did but even still it was just like you tell me you don't have a budget then I find out you paid someone else you have literally all these people of color on your Instagram for free to do a give like it was just like all these things of like of how often again people of color expected to do everything and and again just be considered grateful and like 
especially Instagram, like, well, if you do this for us, it might like, it might help with your partnership. It's like, no one knows who your brand is. Like, this doesn't do anything for me. I'm doing you. Like I'm helping you. Right. You Um, know, like I'm exposing you to however many people and like you have X, like this is all you're exposed to. Like I'm helping you like quit trying to act like you're doing me a favor. I'm doing you a favor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hearing that like people are in Taylor's DMs with the freaking audacity make doesn't shock me because yeah, I mean, I did a Instagram takeover for my friend, Jen, and she has like a million followers. And so we did one over the summer and I was talking about the city in New Jersey. It's like, I think it's Camden. It might not be Camden, but they're talking about like defunding the police versus something. It was like a different term. I didn't know. It's like, I was talking about it. And then like later in the comments, I saw a guy be like, you're wrong and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I went and did research and I came back and in the in the caption, I was like, at this point in this, I said this, what I meant to say was this. It's like, even just like owning that and being like, there's so many different ways to come at people, but like, and I could have been like, well, what an asshole, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take the higher road and figure out what I said wrong and fix it and move on. Like, there's just like, what is worth your energy at the same time? Cause like, I didn't have to do that, but I was also like, I want to be as credible as I can. So like I yeah, took it yeah, upon yeah. myself to do it. But yeah, I just like the like you are wrong and blah blah and why are you here? And I'm just like kill him with kindness most of the time because it's just way less energy. But oh ugh. man, like I mean, I don't know how you do that because personally, <laughs> like I just feel like I I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously I'm like you've had to like build that skill because of the way people treat you. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and then I'm, I'm over here like, oh, I would freak them out you know what I mean it's like because like I've never been told I don't have to really you know what I mean so it's kind of like trying to like understand that like how I'm like wow like you should just tell that guy to like off you know what I mean and you're just like I didn't like you know took the time to go like correct yourself and I I mean I'm trying to do that I'm trying to like I mean I like to try to own up and be credible as well like I don't want to like just be like saying a bunch of shit and being like this is it because I saw it here. It's like, I try to do research before I post stuff because like the last thing I want to do is spread misinformation to, you know, 34,000 people and then have them spread it to more people. And then Mm -hmm. it's my fault that we're spreading not right information around. Um, But yeah, I just like, yeah, just the way people come at people on social media because they're get that like cockiness of being on it like a keyboard mm-hmm. it's like they can't do anything to me I'm just gonna be as mean as possible make them feel like shit and then feel like I'm on this high horse for like making this person do something it's like yeah okay man <laughs> cool yeah for me it's like it was learning a lot of like protecting your peace like you could put so much energy into meeting them when they're at or you can continue to be the bigger person do what you is going again what's going to bring you joy and move forward from that but yeah, there's just a lot of the time I'm just like, there was this one time over the summer I posted this photo and this this guy commented something like really rude. And it's a, my friends, it's like I posted about like, this guy said this rude thing and I'm just gonna post more photos of myself just to annoy him and I deleted his comment. And everyone's like, well, who was it? Wait, what did he do? Like wanting to be in his DMs. I'm like, it's just not worth my energy. Like, I don't want any of you to like stoop to that level. It's not worth our energy. Literally, I can just delete a thing and keep moving. Or like this week I post about like voting in Austin and Mm -hmm. there's this one account that was like, 
keep Texas conservative or some shit. And it was like, it was like, don't, it was like, don't Austin my Texas. And I was like, and I just literally deleted the comment. <laughs> like, There's just yeah. so many things I just don't have the energy for. And I was like, I'm going to delete this and then post more stuff about voting. And then I also blocked him. Like I am the queen of blocking people. Like me too. <laughs> there's just like, there's just no, like why, why waste your energy on things that like aren't worth your energy. Right. Like, like I don't like, first of all, you don't know that person. Like they don't have any sort of like, weight in your life so it's Correct. like let's cut even this little tiny bit of weight that they're trying to hold and we're just gonna slice that off right now yep. <laughs> just, I don't need you know. this and goodbye and delete and block like and I tell people all the time like I am the queen of blocking people because I'm just like I just like people who I know personally who I end up blocking it's like I don't have any bad blood against you I just don't want to see your stuff half the time or like yeah totally. I don't want to I don't want to like be in my brain and overthink things and so like me blocking is like me again protecting my peace and just really just and your mental health and my mental health only putting energy towards things that bring me joy to be fair I tell people like you don't want to see East Coast Brie like if you make me angry it is terrifying um so like I try I'm like the Hulk like I'm trying not to <laughs> get to that level um, but yeah, I just think it's always that, that thing too, like never take someone's kindness for weakness. Um, especially oh, yeah. like, again, because black people are expected to be so passive. And so there's also like that thing too, of like the mentality of being a black person of like, you know, only speaking from my personal experience, but I'm, I'm sure Taylor would feel this too. Like you, we, black people have to think about our palatability at all times. And so like now if we respond to this negative comment with negativity, we are then seen as the aggressor or the or the or the emotional one or or the one or like the angry black woman like there's just like we can't even defend ourselves half the time against oh, people who are so trash gross. to us and it's like so that plays into your mental health too like you have to literally navigate at all times how you want to address things it's a lot of them I just delete it and move on <laughs> right but I mean also too I mean I, I mean that's still gotta like even having to be that aware all the time that's gotta play like into your mental health like so much too like how exhausting mm -hmm. you know like I can't even fathom like just having to like always be checking yourself you know what I mean it's damned if you fucking do and damned if you don't like you know what I mean and it's just ugh. yeah I did a I did a um panel virtual panel this summer with this woman named um Pamela Benson I call her auntie Pam now um, but we talked about like being black people trying to take like some sort of safe vacation this year during COVID. Um, and so like her and her husband and their kids were thinking about going to this other town in Texas. Oh, I listened to this. Yeah. yeah. And she talked about how like the people were like, Hey, we just want to make sure like, you're not going to be too loud. Like literally all the tropes of like being racist to black people. And they're like, we just won't go. And so Shelby and I did a lot of staycations this year in Texas. And I told her mm -hmm. we were, we were in Roundtop. I was like, me as a black person, I don't leave Austin often. Mm. Like me, my aunt lives an hour away, but like driving by myself through Texas is one of the most terrifying things in my life. Driving period, like seeing a cop car on the street, I will literally always pull over in a gas station if I can, just cause I'm like, like these are the things I think about often. Like I can be, I'm doing nothing wrong. Everything's up to date. Like I have my registration and I have my license. I have insurance, like all that stuff. And even still, just knowing but they as a can black find something to harass you about for sure yeah. being a black person in america especially texas being a woman with natural hair um i'm just always like i'm just gonna pull over in this gas station <laughs> or down this side street and just like avoid it at all costs um so i i tell i tell I was telling shall be like i wouldn't go outside of this space if i wasn't if it wasn't for you like right her as a white woman in the space that she takes is like 
for lack of a better term, like she's my safety when I go out in in places, because like as a black person, I'm not allotted that privilege of feeling safe at all times. Right. So there's just like, I tell people all the time, like there's just so many things that go into mental health period, but then also being like black mental health is like all all the navigation at all times. Right. Well, I think that that's really good that like, I mean, cause like that's, is that not fairly new to you? Like to talk more like in detail on your like mental health journey, like, like actually saying like more intimate details of it. Is that a newer for you? Like, or have you always been like that? I've always been willing to talk about it, but I always felt like, I think this year specifically, like people want to hear it more. And I mm. think it's like a lot of my white friends really really coming to terms with their privilege or like like you're saying like Tori posting this about you has just like brought the attention to us like for a long time especially like when with mental health stuff for black people we were taught to just like keep it in and deal with it ourselves and not kind of like share right. it with folks and so I think this year just gave a lot of us the permission to be like this is the shit I deal with and yeah. you know my friend Era has also been on the show like she posts often about like the stuff she has to deal with and you know and she's been really I love her like like challenging people who like were like the performative allies over the summer and then like haven't posted anything about Black Lives Matter since July right like we were still out here struggling just because y'all got sick of how it looked on your Instagram doesn't mean that it's like that that it's over um yeah totally and so for me I think like this year we were just not given the okay but felt like people would actually listen for once and I think that's been a really big reason why people have continued to post about it and share it yeah and I do think like also um like originally you know this was the the black mental health wasn't like the main focus obviously but then when it came to terms of like how many black people who are killed by the police have a mental health like diagnosis is like so high um which like of course people don't even consider you know and Mm -hmm. like just learning that and then now like this topic of conversation has like blown up because it's I mean everything is very interrelated to racism like Mm -hmm. any like issue that is an issue like is somehow racism gets up in there you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's been very um I've been very appreciative of like you guys feeling like you can talk about that so that I can you know better understand and like move in this space in an appropriate way you know what I mean I don't you know like taking up too much space like and like being able to make it an intersectional like area not just talking about like you know my white girl problems like talking about like problems of like all different kinds of people you know and I think that's a really important part of talking about mental health in general just it has to be it has to be about everyone and not just about one topic or the other yeah I think that's also like an interesting thing that you've been posting too of like like you post about mental health stuff, but then also stuff that's help happening socially. Like you're posting about NSARS and Black Lives Matter. And um, every month when there's like like suicide prevention month or like mental health awareness month, like you make it a point to post and share things. And I think it's cause you know, like you're saying you have 34,000 people who are listening and paying attention. So why not? And that's use a that privilege fun? that I want. I, it's such a privilege. And I, I don't want, I literally do not want to use Instagram if it's not to like, make sure that I'm at least maybe letting two or three people know something they didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Because obviously I'm learning too. like, of course, like I learned 
about all these topics from someone else. Like it was like a chain of like, oh, I saw this there. And then I researched about it and I was like, oh my gosh, like people probably don't know about this if I didn't know about this. So it's like that chain of like continuing to share information because like knowledge is power and we all need to like, we all need to know what's going on, not just even like in our own communities, but like the world at large, because man, this place is up <laughs> like it is it's like it like so many there's so much to learn and I understand that can be really um overwhelming yeah and people are like well, I can't possibly know everything and it's like dude I don't expect and I don't expect myself to know everything and I don't expect you to know everything but I also don't expect I also like highly like do not accept people using that as an excuse like there's no like you don't get to like be like well I'm gonna cap it at I know three <laughs> things <laughs> you know what I mean like just like, I would think we should just like let it flow. And as you like learn about one thing, it usually connects to another thing. And I don't think you should like limit yourself to how much knowledge you can like intake about like, especially about like social justice topics. Like you need to, in, in, yeah, like it needs to be, you can have like a niche. I'm starting to realize like mine's kind of like learning about like mental health and like, but I also like really like, I care about like, you know, like people not having food and like people not having access to healthcare. And like, so I'm like learning that I have, like, I always say this, like passionate about a lot, expert at nothing. And I think like, that's okay. Like, because like, you know, as I advocate for these things, like maybe someone will realize that like this thing that I didn't really maybe like delve into, but that's their thing. And then they work and they take more action from learning it from me or something. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, I just hope that like posting about all these different kinds of things, maybe like someone will latch onto that and then work, you know, twice as hard to like on that specific topic or something. I think this has been a beautiful time and I just wanted to give you a space to plug anything you want to plug. (laughs) No, I guess I just want to plug like, like the people we've talked about, like I like, like Taylor for sure. Like she's such a good um, resource. Like people should definitely go follow her. Um, also, like I talked about, obviously, like Brit, I like love her. <laughs> like all like the, she's got really fun like polls and stuff on there. So oh, like yeah. definitely follow her too. Cause I feel like if I mention them, it's obvious that I like, I'm like constantly looking at their stuff. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Uh, Brit has been on before a little Brit of fun on Instagram and Taylor is Taylor X Patrick on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, which Taylor will be a guest. Oh my God, she, <laughs> and she's so good at like talking about she's stuff so too. Like I admire, like, like she did, um, like Cammy's podcast and I was watching that and I was like, damn, she's just she's hitting it. <laughs> like, she gets it. Like, she's just so good at it. As you know, at the end of every episode, I like to end on a high note by asking my guests, what is the best advice you were ever given? Or what's a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Um, I think the one that I commonly come back to is probably just like, don't have so many expectations about what your life's going to look like. Um, because I think that we're all programmed to think like, I mean, we've talked about this, like, you know, you grow up, you get married, you have kids and it all happens at the ripe age of this and this. Like, yeah. And I think like, obviously when I was growing up, I thought that's kind of what my life would look like because that's what we're taught is the normal. And so just, I think to younger people, like just scratch all that. Like anybody's telling you that it's not true. Enjoy your life. Do what makes you happy. That's it for this week's episode of the Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbree at gmail.com and visit the website, theteawithbreepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or if you get your podcast. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to y'all next week.
Goodbye.